right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, September 1st. It's a raw feed. Fuck it, we're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. Can you believe September 1st already? Yeah, I can believe it. I mean, already. Already. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy to to say uh, time right now in terms of already. That's true. That's true. Do you believe how it's the summer has just flown by? Yeah, it's well, summer has flown by, but we're just getting into the summer movie season. Weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, we're going to talk about Tenet, mm-hmm. but we do have a top 5 and a top 10 and I got to gloat a little bit. Because I was exactly right in our top three. Yeah, I mean, I made a home run swing. I feel like I made... Someone had to predict New Mutants to not open. And I did it, and I was wrong. It opened. I get it. But we thought Ultimate Edge movie, there's got to be something that happens. And it's funny because there is that huge hurricane that hit the southern states... Mm-hmm. this weekend and there was uh, there was talk of new mutants taking a hit because of the hurricane but it turned out that it it didn't really do much to keep people away from the theaters but it would just be like new mutants to have also a hurricane happen during the pandemic to knock down its box office yeah i mean it was god's last attempt to keep the edge going and but it didn't work. It didn't work. It came out. It is your number one film in North America, which includes Canada. Mm-hmm. It made $7 million. It's, it was on the lower end of the tracking. That was like seven to eight they were looking at. And it opened in 200 and, I mean, sorry, 2,412 theaters. And, yeah, I mean... This is a movie that would have made so much less than this if it would have came out during a busy holiday season, a busy summer season, and there had been more options. Yeah, that that is interesting. Yeah, I kind of believe that, too, that New Mutants wouldn't have made $7 million if the pandemic didn't exist and it just came out in August, in the middle of a normal summer season. We would be talking about how this movie made 4 to $5 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I called six, which was low on my part, and I guess I didn't, I didn't add in Canada, and I also didn't add in the fact that it is, it is truly new. Right. Even though it's so old, it's been on the shelf since... 2018 but it's new to people and there was nothing else i mean unhinged was out bill and ted was out uh, but limited so it was only out in drive-ins mm-hmm. and indie hardtops so it still did well so we'll 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 get to the top three in a moment but new mutants so yeah, what does new- this mean that this movie came out well so it'll always have this feather in its cap that new mutants after all 
the the production nightmare, you know, history. It is a number one opener. It'll always be able to say that. 62% of theaters were open. Mm-hmm. At partial capacity. So $7 million is, is actually really good for this movie with that being the situation. And like we've been saying, New York's not open. LA's not open. They're just talking about opening like San Francisco and places like that this weekend, New Jersey this weekend, which we'll get into. But these are major meccas with major amounts of theaters that are just not open. Well, you know, I think that New Mutants making $7 million, I don't know what it says for the mutants or for, you know, Marvel or any of that or even for this movie. But I think what it says is people will are still looking to go to the movies and they don't care what they're seeing because new mutants is the ultimate let's just go see whatever type of movie there's no way this is a movie what was that it's the old school way of going to the theater yes yes this is people just going because they wanted to see a movie and that's the one that is there which is a good sign for the movie business because you don't want that you don't want a situation where the only way to get people out to a theater right now is Wonder Woman or Tenant or a movie that they just absolutely feel they need to see. This was just going for the sake of going, which, you know, putting aside all of the the moral health implications that go with that, just in pure business, the movie business has to be happy that people would spend this amount of money in a pandemic to see something that there couldn't have been any actual interest for. No, and the only reason it didn't go to Hulu is because there was a stipulation in the contract that it needed to have a theatrical release. Mm Mm-hmm. Which you would feel like Act of God would negate that clause, but... It seems like, you know, there's going to be books written about this movie and the, the 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 behind the scenes. There's already been many articles about how it was a shit show behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this is best case scenario for this film. This, yeah. This, this time and this place, like we said with Unhinged, this is the only time you could get this kind of return on this product. Yeah, and... You know, this is a win, I would say, for... Like, I don't think any of the actors in this movie, it either hurts them or helps them. But, like, the director of this movie is this guy, Josh Boone, who also had done Fault in Our Stars, you know, probably about five years ago, which was a big hit. But then that's a long time, you know, before your next movie. And in the end, I think this movie ends up being like a success for that director because it finally came out and it actually made some money in a pandemic. Whereas if this, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, this comes out and it totally bombs and it's probably a huge stain on everyone's reputation. The thing with that is that he he's a lot of the reason why the fingers are pointing towards him for why this movie had such a tough road 
Mm-hmm. So I don't think this helps him. He's he's getting painted with that Josh Trank brush and people like that who I'm not saying that this guy – I don't want to say anything about what what's true and what's not true. Right. But he's getting a bad reputation, so I don't think this is going to really help him. I think – if anything, this maybe stops the the companies from suing him because <laughs> maybe they make enough money back that it's not worth suing this guy. I mean, even that would be a huge win. Like anything you could do to not get sued is a win. I've only been sued once in my life and I feel like I'm a winner. Right. So think I should knock on wood, but it doesn't sound good on a podcast. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. So... And you didn't need a pandemic to keep yourself from getting sued. I mean, it's it has been one of the benefits. Mm-hmm. I really can't get into much trouble. Yeah, I I don't know if I I feel like it would have been a lot worse for him and for the cast if this came out and proper bombed. You know, oh, because yeah, absolutely, there's so much more positivity around this movie for just existing that obviously wouldn't have been there if there wasn't a pandemic and this came out in the middle of a crowded summer season, got terrible reviews, open to $2 million. Yeah, it's it's also with a movie like this coming out and nothing else new going wide, it, it did reignite all of the hullabaloo about how weird the path to the theaters was and I think it re-engaged people who hadn't been thinking about this movie for years mm-hmm. and that did drive people because it's a curiosity piece. Right, right. Because right. again, like this is a movie that you could have shown up to a theater to see and you could have been rickrolled. Yes. And you weren't sure if that was what was going to happen or it would have been one of those mazes that you have to, you know, follow and then that thing screams in your face. You don't know what this could have been. So I think there was that is am I gonna show up and is this gonna be some sort of internet meme? Yes. Is this a gag? Yeah. Yeah, which is maybe then something that the marketing didn't take enough advantage of because obviously you can't do that for the second week. You know, but yeah. for opening weekend you really could just play up, come see what this actually is if it's anything at all yeah and the commercials can be like was this a movie right come right. and see right and then the um, audience is like i'm not gonna say and then they put under it like a slow dark female cover of never gonna give you up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and people are like wait are they saying that it's gonna be a rickroll right which defeats the whole point. Yeah, but these people don't know the internet. They don't know. They don't know. Um, they don't know the internet. They don't know how it works. Yeah, I wonder if a movie would have done better or worse if the if the advertising was saying there's a possibility this isn't even a movie, because again, like we said, the positive uh, sign for the movie business is that people were excited to show up just to see any new movie. And it probably would have been maybe a bad sign for them if people showed up to possibly see something that they thought would be like a 90-second gag. 
yeah, you can't confuse people at this moment. You got to yes. give them a movie. You got to give them a movie. Yeah, that's something you do in simpler, more straightforward times. You could do your Rickroll movies. But yeah, I think the the numbers bear out right now. The main thing is showing a movie. And the New, so Mutants, New Mutants was a movie. Was a movie. Now, number two, Unhinged, mm-hmm. made $2.6 million. It It's only down 34.9%. It, it added 508 theaters. So this went into some hard tops. And it's got a cume now in its third week of $8.8 million. A pretty nice, tidy sum. Now, we were a little bit more bullish on this because we were saying that it might get close to what it made last week which was around four mil yeah but we were right in the high of having seen it in a drive-in loved it we we were just very unhinged in the unhinged pocket last week you can't you can't hold it against us we were unhinged right it's the unhinged defense now i will say though uh you know i got it right that it would be number two and I got the number three movie correct as well, which was Bill and Ted Face the Music, which made around $1 million. It's only in a 1,000 theaters. And it's at PVOD. It's riding high on the, the PVOD charts. Yeah, so I mean, again, more than anything, that that's probably what keeps this business low, is that if right now, if people have the option to buy the new movie at home... That's still so much more of an attractive option for most moviegoers. Well, I'm I'm feeling it, it was hard. I had a I had a big come down this weekend after having gone to the theater to see Unhinged and then this weekend not going to any sort of theater mm-hmm. because you know, our friend group, me and you, obviously BO boys uh, too, we would see at the very least one movie per week. Yes. And that was on a bad week. So we yes. would have been out and seeing New Mutants. We would have been in the theater to see Bill and Ted. So it is kind of a bummer to sit here and not have been to a new movie because I felt like I was setting a precedent with myself and going back to the old days where I could just, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to pop in and see whatever movie comes out. And it's well, been right, a little bit sad for me. Well, right now, I mean, we're... Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to give away your location, but but New York would still be the the uh, city that you would have the most theater access to or the quickest city access to. And, you know, the theaters are still closed in New York, but we will. There's a big story that we'll talk about later that we may have some some decisions to make because we may have more opportunity to see see movies in a hard top. Oh, we might make a pilgrimage. That's very true. So Bill and Ted, actually a movie that uh, I feel like, well, I know we just talked about it before recording that I think me and you are going to watch tomorrow. Yes. So they're going to get our money. So, I mean, we, you know, now that uh, movie theaters have been opening over the summer, we've been talking less and less about VOD. There was a, uh, a point, I would say, in the late in the spring and early summer where we were starting to become the streamo boys. We were talking a lot of VOD numbers and we haven't recently, but it might be worth looking up. Are, are there any release numbers yet on Bill? And Not Ted? yet. I looked them up before 
because I feel like this did buff Ostremo. Yeah. Well, because it's no, the movie is number one on iTunes, and then number two is the Bill and Ted uh, combo package that includes all three movies. All three movies for $35 as compared to purchasing the new movie for $25. Right. So it's basically the top two spots on iTunes, this movie. And, you know, Keanu, he's beloved. He's a yeah. guy that in the time of COVID and Corona with everything being so politicized and every everybody fighting each other, I think most people agree on Keanu. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be sects of people that are so far one direction that they right. just they can't see the the joy that we all take in Keanu Reeves. But those people, I don't think, are really mainstream enough to to you know have their opinion be heard. Right, right. I mean, it's basic. It's it's that that saying of like, if you go far enough left or far enough right, you wind up on the other side. And I think it if you go far enough either direction, you wind up on the side of not liking Keanu Reeves. And but you have wants to go to be in a room with someone like that. Right, right. And let's be honest they they weren't going to spend any money on anything. They weren't going to. They're not moviegoers. Those so kind of Bill, people don't pay for anything. No. So Bill and Ted 3, it's going to end up in this spot, I think, of just being looked at as a success because it seems like most people like it. The reviews have been good and, you know, the online chatter is very positive. So it it is probably going to be viewed as a success again just for existing and just for being something that the people who saw it liked. But we're never really going to get a true sense of how it would have done for real in the movie theater. You know, like, it'll it'll do really well on PBOD because it's just such a big title for that, you know, for that uh, field. But we'll never know. Do you think this would have been a big box office hit if it just came out? In August, normal times, what would Bill and Ted 3 have actually done? Well, I don't, I mean, obviously this kind of movie does not become a hit like a comedy used to be, Mm -hmm. used to be able to be a hit, like back in the frat pack days, you know, those, either the Judd Apatow movies or the Vince Vaughn or the Will Ferrell movies, things like that. This would have been, I think, a comp to this would have been the Hitman's Bodyguard type of situation where it's an August release. It it racks up a good amount every weekend. It's got some legs. People like it. It it, it legs out to maybe 40 to 50, mm-hmm. which for this movie, I believe, would have been Buffa Bobo. But it's not a hundred million dollar movie by any stretch, right? And In so no then, universe, no timeline. Well, and also the bill—I mean, the Bill and Ted movies are movies that have just gained so much fandom, um, you know, in their after theater life, you know, just on video and on cable. But they weren't the originals; were not huge hits. Like I'm looking at the first one, and it made forty million dollars total, which is probably actually a lot in terms of just a no-name comedy 
1989. But it's not like even this was Wayne's World at the box office. No. Like, they, they were never $100 million movies. And the second one did a lot worse than the first one. Um, Bogus Journey, great movie, though. Yeah, they're, I mean, that's the thing. is like, they're really well-liked. And they were never, like, Bafo Bobo at the box office before. So, yeah, you're right. This probably would have made, like, 40 or 50. I mean, I think in the end... It, it would have ended up in the same place where it just is a positive for Keanu because he did it and it came out well. And the numbers almost wouldn't have mattered. And like for Alex Winter, it obviously doesn't matter because it's not like otherwise he would be in a giant movie. He sort of like moved away from being trying to be like a, a, a star actor. So what kind of is just like the numbers never were really going to matter with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this this is a movie that's not measured by box office, which frustrates us because that's all we really care about. That's what's been so frustrating about the past couple months is that there's no way to judge true actual hits and misses. Right. Yeah, like right now we're we're at this point where everything is kind of a success just for existing at the box office. Like it's going to be it's still going to be a while before we could really say that something has bombed in this context. Yeah, Though I guess, I mean, we'll talk lenient. about it, but I feel like Tenant is the first movie where we'll look at it, you know, probably not the opening weekend. I think that right now you've got to judge movies with... Uh, you know, give them a, a, a longer time than we normally would have judged movies in the past. Um, but Tenet is the first movie that I feel like isn't going to get points just for existing the no. way Unhinged or Bill and Ted or um, New Mutants is getting. Like Tenet actually has to do really big business and and entice people to go especially because of all of its maneuvering. It yeah. is trying to set itself up for the best possible outcome for this time. Mm-hmm. And if it fails at that, then it is a genuine failure. Yes. Yeah. Tenant is the first movie that we're going to be able to judge possibly as a failure, which I don't, I still don't want anything to fail. But again, I am looking forward to being able to, um, to judge a movie that way because it'll all that means is that we're allowed to be honest again. Yeah. And it's not that we're being dishonest. I think we're just being cautiously optimistic. Yes. And we're being softies because we want to promote movie going. Yes. We want people back in the theaters when it is safe. Mm-hmm. We want people to enjoy the act of going to see movies and putting down their hard earned dollars to see a product mm-hmm. that's what makes us happy and i think we're promoting it by not eviscerating the new mutants for only making seven million dollars not going to town on bill and ted for not opening wide and going pvod these are things that we would normally do but we're not doing it because it's not the time and it's not the place mm-hmm. right if if bill and ted 
which is, of course, a movie that we were just always going to have a lot of, like, goodwill towards. But if there were no pandemic and Billings had just decided to go PVOD or to go, say, streaming instead of a theatrical release, we would have felt like, oh, they're hiding because they just knew they were in trouble. Well, here's the thing. I will say, though, King of Staten Island, mm-hmm. this is a film that was was going to go PVOD, mm-hmm. and but then some exhibitors wanted to play it in their drive-ins, and Judd Apatow said no and canceled the canceled some screenings that were people already had tickets. He canceled them for that day mm-hmm. because he was so afraid of the potential box office catastrophe that mo- that movie could be. Mm-hmm. So I can look at that film as a failure because of that cowardly act by Judd Apatow. So you will would you then say King of Staten Island ended up being the bomb of the summer? Well, because we never got any PVOD numbers, and that's right. a bad sign. Right, right. Um, so I will say that we are we can be harsh when we need to be harsh, well, and truthful when we need to be truthful. Right, and hold back when we need to hold back. No when to hold them, no when to fold them. Yep. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered who that is. I know. I was gonna say. I know else, more for the restaurants. Dead. He's not. He's not dead, and he's still smoking. Cool. So number four, the personal history of David Copperfield made four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars in one thousand three hundred and sixty theaters. This is your boy, Armando Inucci. Yeah. Creator of Veep. And, and th- in the loop. And co-creator Alan Partridge, one of my favorite television shows oh. and characters of all time. Oh, so he's your boy too. N- he was my boy for that one instant. I'm not really into his political stuff. Okay. Which well, has been everything since Alan Partridge. So but, this made $400,000. And but, his last movie was The Death of Stalin. Mm-hmm. He makes these very artsy sort of comedies at this point though his movie i i like veep a lot it was i thought that was a super funny show but his new his like movie career has become very arty comedy like not super accessible yes and to see this make four hundred thousand dollars now this really feels like this is what this movie would have made anyway yeah. Although it's in a good amount of fear. I don't know how I feel about this movie. It's hard mm-hmm. because what is this movie? It's a it's a Fox Searchlight movie. I think it did it actually It feels well. like this It feels I, like this does well because it's 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 really wild to think of who's going to see this type of movie now. I mean, this is a art house theater movie. And art house theaters are still the least likely types of theaters to be open right now. Not to say that, you know, this isn't playing in, 
your sort of more mainstream hardtops because they're probably just looking for like any new product to show. But, you know, this type of movie drawing any kind of crowd right now is pretty impressive. Because yeah, this is this is one that I really can't comment on because I, it, like it's very hard to say this is a success or a failure. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just such in the middle ground of what you know. You, you had the rental making this kind of money, and that was the number one film. And now we've got some real actual films. I mean, big big budget studio films coming out. And then this movie's at number four, and then you look at number five, which is Words on the Bathroom Wall, which made 441000 Actually went up from last week by 1.9%, but it also went up 432 theaters. And this is a roadside attraction movie. It's a, it's a, it's a movie with Andy Garcia, Thirst Trap, Andy Garcia, and some teenagers. And it's like, well, is that a success? Well, here, here's know. here's a way to judge, what is it called? The Life of David Copperfield? The Personal History of David Copperfield. Personal History of David Copperfield. It made more in its opening weekend, this weekend, in a pandemic, than the Death of Stalin did in its opening weekend. Death of Stalin opened to $184,000. And this opened. But what was the theater count on that? The theater count. Okay, so it was four theaters. So there we go. Yeah. I mean, that was that's what this movie would be. I think the reason it's getting a wider release is because of the the dearth of con of content. Yeah, it seems like Death of Stalin. The most theaters it was ever in was four hundred eighty four, and on that weekend it made three hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah. So which it, is it still made to more. say though, here here's it's this movie is still pretty much in line with that. Number six, SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, four hundred and twenty four thousand dollars down twenty two point eight percent. It's Canada only, so uh we're not gonna see this till twenty twenty one. So this is all Canada money. Doubloons, whatever they have. I don't know what they have. Um Eakers, is that a thing? Do they have Eakers? What are they called? They have, I mean, they have Queen's dollars. Is that what they okay. call them? So this has a cum of almost three mil. So Sponge of the Run, again, not much to talk about because it's Canada only and uh, really has not much to do with us. Number seven, Cutthroat City, made 161,000 Wu-Tang related movie. Good mm-hmm. for them. Peninsula, the train to Busan, which should be train to Busan 2, Peninsula. Made $92,000. Number nine, Tax Collector, made $69,000. And then number 10, a movie called Tulsa, which made $45,000. So it's like very hard to talk about any of those movies. That's why like the top three are really, it's a bummer because I wish that this top five would have all been films that were released theatrically, new theatrical movies. But we've got Bill and Ted, which is PVOD. And we've got, uh, I think that's the the outlier. Although personal history, I don't believe it's gone to PVOD. I, I don't, don't think, think so, no. No. So it, I want to see this top five be new films released only to theaters. That's when I'm going to be happy. 
I mean, I guess it's coming soon. We All we need is a few more releases, and that'll be what your top five is. And personal it's, history is going to stay in that top five for a while. So can we get to Tenant? Tenant grossed $53 million in 41 territories outside the United States, including Canada. So Canada has already contributed to this. Now, they did not... They... So... We talked about this before. They did not report the Canadian haul for this film because they want to fold it into the U.S. opening. Mm -hmm. So we don't know. So Tenet could have made, I mean, it it probably would have been top five, uh, definitely. Maybe top two or three. If we would, they would have released the Canadian numbers. Hashtag release the Canadian numbers. But they they didn't want Tenant to debut in the in the North American box office, not at number one. So yes. if they had just released the Canada opening weekend numbers, you figure it probably wouldn't have been more than the seven million that New Mutants no. made. Just in Canada, Canada just can't get a number that high. So then, yeah, they didn't want it to debut at two or three. No, so they're withholding it, suppressing it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Another one of the trickeries that they're pulling with the release of this film. So this movie is going to have some preview screenings. Well, it would have been like the 31st. So last night when you're listening to this, because you listen to this day of. So, preview screenings, none in big markets because, of course, New York, L.A., uh, all these places still aren't open. And then roll out this weekend through the holiday weekend. And then it basically has an open track all the way till the beginning of uh, of October when you're going to have Wonder Woman 1984. So, it is locked in these IMAX theaters mm-hmm. at least for a month. And that's huge. Because even at small capacity, there's nothing else playing at IMAXs really right, right now right. other than catalog films. And those are going out the window right. and, for Tenet. You know, right now we're looking at theater accounts. And typically, um, you know, up until now, the the... Uh, traditionally the count had always been what is the screen count that a movie gets. And so I would think that once Tenet opens in September, the you know, through the month of September, its screen count per theater is going to be incredibly high. You know, like yes. if you are one of these multiplexes that normally would have 10 screens, some have like 15 screens, you're basically going to show, you know, maybe New Mutants on one, maybe Unhinged on one. You know, I think something like Bill and Ted probably is not going to be in theaters really, you know, because they tried to open it mostly in drive-ins. Bill and Ted just didn't want to be in a lot of hardtops. And then Tenant is going to be pretty much all the other screens, I would guess. You know, I would think in, a, in a, any movie theater, Tenant is going to get like, 70% of the available screens. Yeah. It, well, so it's estimated to open 
this weekend on 2,400 plus screens. Right. Don't know the exact number, but that's going to be whatever IMAXs are open. That's going to be a lot of hard tops that are opening up this weekend specifically. And, you know, you're going to see, like, we're kind of in a weird territory because the box office pro they're estimating anywhere from 15 to 35 million dollars for three day Mm -hmm. but this film is working in a weird way because you know you're going to have the previews on you know you're going to have the previews on monday which was yesterday then you're going to have an opening on thursday and then you're going to have this holiday weekend so it's really going to be like a six or seven day situation right, here. Right. And that could go all the way up to 45, which would be, it would be nuts after all of these months of seeing pretty much no box office, you know, or seeing stuff like the rental come in number one with like 300,000 and, you know, uh, New Mutants this week making seven million was like a little jarring to see something that high, but if Tenet opens up at like thirty five or forty million, that'll just—I it, mean, it'll—it'll it'll just be so strange to imagine that a movie is making that kind of money again. Because I mean, the thing is with these the Nolan movies, they all usually open around fifty million. So if this opens in the thirties. It's not that far off from what this movie would have done normally. Yeah, it'll be an equivalent opening. Yeah, yeah. And these movies tend to have legs. And like we said, he's going to have a runway because of no big real releases coming out. And these movies usually do a four times multiplier. Most of his movies do. Right. So then you are looking at, in you know, Box Office Pro is saying the domestic total is anywhere from 150,000, I mean, sorry, 150 million to 300 million domestic. Right. Which is, again, sort of at what you would have expected Tenet to do, you know, if it came out normally and was a hit. You know, like Tenet, I don't think was a movie that in normal times we would have pegged to make more than 300 million domestic like that's a lot for a non-franchise non-big star you know just sort of straightforward movie just for the sake of being a movie yeah because his movies the thing with that is like they don't open up like a marvel movie does right right they open it like 50 but then the multiplier and the legs and things like that it's they stay in theaters for 20 weeks right right 30 weeks sometimes that's and that they just keep adding money adding money and i think tenet is going to be that just because it's not going to have any competition right and i mean you know it's it's we're going to learn so much these next few months about what box office is like in you know the pandemic world but one thing I would guess is that people are going to be so much less likely to want to go see movies in busy times, you know, in a busy opening weekend, the way they used to go see movies. Like normally you would almost prefer 
to see most big movies on their opening weekend, be there with a big crowd. You know, whereas now people are going to want to go see something on a Wednesday afternoon because they are going to like hope that they hit the lottery and find an empty theater. Well, maybe, but here's the thing is that the Friday to Saturday bump is still happening. Like New Mutants went up from Friday to Saturday, which is the normal way people go see movies. Because you you got to think, man, people are still working. Yeah. Like they're still on call during regular hours during a day. Yeah, some people might go be able to go see a movie in the middle of the day for their job. But a lot of people can't. And a lot of people have kids. So weekends are still weekends. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just so interesting to imagine that something might open in the 30s or 40s this weekend. So, well, what do we want to talk predictions then? And do we want to talk like what what would be considered underwhelming at this point? You know, like if Tenant opens this weekend and the total is... 19 million dollars is that a disaster it, it i it's so hard because how many people are really gonna go although the places where these theaters are open people are already doing other stuff right they're already eating inside they're already going to bowling alleys they're already you know doing things that people like us in the New York area or our brethren in the LA area would never think of doing. Right, right. So I do think that they're out there living their lives. So I think they're just chomping at the bit to see this movie. So I don't think that it's going to hinder them. The only thing that's going to hinder these numbers in those areas truly is the capacity issue. Is that some of these places are going to still have capacity at 25%, some of them 50%, but still, that's not max capacity. Right, right. So they're going to have to show a lot more IMAX showings with the limited capacity. But, I mean, again, I do think if it does make $19 million, it is a it's not a disaster, but it is it is a disappointment. Right. And... and- it does seem like we said Warner Brothers is doing everything they can to goose this number. You know, like they're basically showing it starting on like Monday night and rolling last week's Canada numbers into this. Like they're they're definitely trying to do accounting tricks because they want to have big headlines next week. They want the BO boys to be reporting, you know, like a fifty million dollar number. But you know what? We're going to be picking that number apart. Believe you me. We're going to pick out that Canada. We're going to pick out because we need to find a three day. They're going to try to hide yes. this three day from us. They're, They're going, going to try, try and to only report like an eight day, you know, take. That is actually what they intend to do. Yeah. And then historically, in all the other history books, not our book, not our book. Hint, it hint. will have that opening number. It will have forty-five million, and that will look like everything's back to normal. Right. Look at this. Look at that. But that's not going to be the real story. Right. Right. We got to follow the money and find the fraud. Right. Although it won't be fraud, it'll just be disingenuous reporting, I guess. Yes. Which is still fraud. Yeah, I guess that is really a fancy way of saying fraud. Which is what I got 
uh, sued for. So funny enough. last week we really took uh, Nolan to task because he is not releasing Tenet at drive-in theaters in cities in which there are not hardtop theaters opening. And as far as I know, he has not changed that policy. He has not. So if you are a city like New York where hardtops are not open, even though there are viable drive-ins, he is not allowing the movies to be open at those drive-ins. So that hasn't changed. Um, You know, again, I don't see the... The, I I've been thinking about it all week, and I still don't see the business sense in that, especially well, since they're trying to just goose numbers. Well, supposedly drive-ins do make up a fraction of business. A lot of the exhibitors that are drive-ins are are not associated with bigger chains, mm-hmm. and therefore have less power than the big chains, and. Warner Brothers wants to have a good relationship with the big change and it chains and don't care about the little guy. And, you know, Nolan wants this scene on a big screen, bigger, bigger, the screen, better, the sound, the better for, for him and what he believes his film should be seen on. So what he's doing is he's taking people who would normally want to take a safe route and see his film at a drive-in and forcing them inside but then also forcing them across state lines, mm-hmm. forcing them from places that might have low numbers to places that have high numbers. So he is endangering lives. Right, right. Like, let's let's not make two words about it. I want this movie to succeed for the box office sake. And yes, I am on the exhibitor's side. I don't want theater owners to come at us and, be, and say, why are you supporting? Why are you not supporting us? I support all theaters. All theaters, even the little guys, even the indie guys, even the people that are putting up sh- bed sheets and have a Sanka can out there, and they're showing Goonies. Mm-hmm. Those are our people. And tenants should be showing count- in that yard. Yes, we want to count those dollars. Yep. We want to count whatever. Maybe they're just maybe they're pouring moonshine in there. Maybe it's a moonshine uh, economic system. I don't know. Yeah. I want to know how much that moonshine would be worth and turn it into BO because that's what we care about. And the, the Sanka can is that's where people put their money on their way into the showing. That's what the Sanka can is for. Okay. I wasn't sure if the Sanka can was somehow used in the projection of the films at these theaters. You got two Sanka cans. You got one. That's like the funnel for the, the lens, you know, like the, that you know there is a system there and then the sanka can is also used for money they're separate sanka cans gotcha okay so those kind of those those kind of theaters also matter so i feel like he's just stomping the little guy and it doesn't look good for him because you want a big opening that's still money like yes. it's still some money some like Look at Bill and Ted made a million dollars in mostly drive-ins. Yeah. That's another million dollars to throw in the kitty for this movie, Nolan. I don't understand your thought process. Yeah, and the people who go to drive-ins, I feel like he's such a egomaniac and he's 
so obsessed about how his films are shown. But the people who go to drive-ins, they're going to like it. They're going to like it more than anyone because the drive-in experience is just so pleasant. Like, I can't imagine people leaving, uh, having seen Ten in the drive-in and complaining about the light, you know, on the screen. They're not going to care. They're going to be stoned out of their mind. They're going to be relaxing in their car. They're going to they're gonna like the movie more than anyone compared it's to all hard. of these people who are shoved into these hardtop theaters, you know, worrying every anytime they hear someone cough somewhere in the room, freaking out. They're barely going to be able to pay attention to his plot. They're going to be Getting worried there. so much about, like, is that snot hanging out of someone's nose, you know, down the aisle? Well, their butt still hurts from the thermometer. Yep. Right? So they don't know who's been sitting in their seat before them. Mm-hmm. It's 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 one of those things. It's like it is you would have such the captive audience at a drive in. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's just leaving money on the table, which is is not American. He's so, obviously, you know, we know he's not American, but he definitely is 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 not doing anything to ingratiate himself with the American public mm-hmm. because, you know, greed is good. So it's on it's on our it's on the uh, dollar bill. So what are we thinking there's any chance that Tenet will end up being in the disaster territory? No, there's no way. Warner Brothers is not allowing that to happen. They I can't say they've been strategic, but they are setting themselves up to do well. I think it makes three day 20 million dollars. Three day twenty, like, legitimate three day, not you know the announced not, eight day. So what do you think? What do you think? The, money. What do you think the number is that they're announcing? You think they're going to end up announcing forty no. million dollars? Yeah, they announced forty because I think they already made four million dollars or something in Canada according to estimates, but nothing's been released. Right, right. So if it makes twenty three day. Makes half a mil in previews, Canada money. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the Monday, extra Monday. You're looking at around thirty-five to forty. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they announce because they're. It's all going to be part of the show. Like they're going to be announcing a number that is just trying to make people think. That this was a giant success. Yeah. Because but, you know, the better, future better. of this movie's box office really uh, highly is going to depend on the perception that they could create from this opening weekend. Oh, yeah. this it, It's always important first weekend. This is maybe the f- most important first weekend, quote-unquote, in quotes, because they're not, it's not actually going to be a weekend. This is the most important first weekend of all time mm-hmm. because the health of the theatrical experience hangs in the balance. Yeah. Because the money's going to be looked at as the amount of people that felt safe enough to go to a theater. Yes. And if it's at 13 million, that ain't a high number. And people are going to stay the fuck away. Yes. 
I mean, I guess the other number that, you know, there's not going to, it's, it's not going to be a number that's reported to box office mojo, but will numbers, will we get numbers of, uh, COVID spread coming out of the tenant showings? Because I think that's another number that the theaters are going to have to keep their eye on. Yeah, I mean, those numbers are going to be very hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Even for us, I don't think we're going to be able to parse those numbers. No. All we can do is parse the numbers and look at how those reflect the psychology of the moviegoer. Yeah. I think our next episode is going to be huge. I think it's a must-listen. I think, like I said, Tenet's first weekend most important weekend of all time and bo boys next tuesday morning most important podcast of all time mm-hmm. definitely I, like this is bigger than the last episode of serial and it's gonna actually have a payoff yeah because no one remembers did he do it did he not do it no one knows there was no conclusion, I think, or maybe there was. It, that's how little that ended up permeating the the public consciousness. Didn't he do it again? I think he, yeah, I think. Didn't he kill again? I think he killed the judge, maybe. That sounds right. But we will have a definitive verdict on Tenant and on the future of Box Office on our next episode. That's huge. Now, Pat, we're a little over an hour, so real quick, mm-hmm. we just got to talk about New Jersey, who was going to sue so that they could open theaters. That was never went to trial. The governor of New Jersey is saying that they can open this weekend. So New Yorkers may flock to New Jersey to see Tenet. Yeah, that's... How does that make you feel as a born and bred New Yorker? Well, will people do that? Will they go to New Jersey to see a movie? That feels like such a foreign experience. You know, because like the the cycle of life between New Jersey and New York is people in Jersey getting all gussied up for one night a month or whatever where they get to, you know get let out of their cages and they come over to New York for a night of entertainment. Yeah. Bridge and tunnel. Is that going to go the other way? I don't think it goes the other way. Does it? I don't think so. I feel like the train schedules. Well, right now, not a lot of people are riding public transportation, but like, I don't know if, if traffic is allowed to go that way at certain times, you know, like, when shows are starting, I think the traffic could only go from Jersey into New York. And then it's allowed the other way after like midnight when everyone has to go yeah. home. Yeah, but imagine trying to drive into Jersey at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. New what? York to Jersey, 8 p.m. on a Friday night. I don't know if you'd be allowed. Right, right. Like, I think the rare exceptions in the past has been, you know, if you have to go to a wedding. But not to go see entertainment. Yeah. 
wow, it, it, it the world has been turned upside down. I mean, as we all know, NEW jurors where many murders occurs, it's not a destination for most New Yorkers. No. So do you think there's going to be people like how many how many million dollars are going to come from from New York to New Jersey that would have been in New York if the movie theaters are open um, I mean I yeah what's your what what do you think is your estimate for the amount of money that's going to go over the border in order to see tenant yeah I mean it's it's I don't know. It's hard to estimate what that exact number would be, but I think the question is, yeah, does does this give New Jersey a chance to be an entertainment mecca in a way that like Atlantic City was a failure, you know, never fully caught on, but this could be their Atlantic City. You know, where where the movies are in the tri-state area. Though the do big they, problem is... Do they there try is, to just throw together a Broadway real fast? Right. Oh, that's that's interesting. And you open with, uh, with Jersey Boys. Of course. What else would you open with, huh? Spam a lot? Yeah, so you open with Jersey Boys. But, I mean, the thing is, the movie theater thing has to be a success first. Before that's you start, true, but then... Before you start, you know, building uh, stages. Or I guess their Broadway yes. could just be like, you know, some New Jersey high school and they just slap Broadway on the top of the school. And then they're doing Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. But they need Tenet to draw people from New York. Or what are the in the tri-state area? Is are, is Connecticut open? Are those hardtops open? I believe they are. Yeah. So then it really is New York. Are they going to draw people from New York to drive to Jersey to see Tenant? I just don't see that happening. I don't I don't see that happening. Well, I mean, we teased this earlier in the show. Is there any chance we're going to Jersey to see Tenant in a movie theater? No. No. No, not in. I'm not going to a. I'm not going to an AMC or a Regal, uh, in the near future. No, I will not. But so here's something. So if movies are now, uh, if Tenet is now showing at Hardtops in New Jersey, that should mean that Tenet should be allowed to be shown at drive-ins in New Jersey. Yeah, I would go to a drive-in in New Jersey, yes. Okay, so then that's still us going to Jersey to see a movie. So it might work. Yeah, so I guess if we're going to do it, then there's got to be other psychos that would do it. Um. So then, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this does. Just in terms of, you know, people going to see movies and the whole outbreak situation in Jersey. You know, God bless. Good luck to them. Um, There's something about New Jersey that I could see this becoming a problem spot. You know, just from, 
what we know of Jersey, which is mostly like think of Jersey Shore, that seems pretty representative. And you're sending all those people now into these hardtop movie theaters. There could be issues. I mean, it's possible. I mean, there's we we don't really talk about foreign a lot, but there's you know things are getting canceled in Germany now again, uh, Korea, all these there's 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 flare ups everywhere. Right, right. I do think America is having a, a hard hard go of it, but there. I mean, COVID is not something that is. It's it's hard to extinguish it completely, and you're seeing other countries like also having these issues. Right. So that's something to look at again when we're talking about tenant and we don't talk about foreign a lot but you know tenant has a big pathway foreign right now because a lot of those markets are open but some of them might have to reclose depending on what happens so that's also you'll see a big fluctuation in its in its in its foreign markets too most likely right right yeah so new jersey is it almost is like right now you just it seems like these movies just get as much as they can out of areas before they close. You know, it's almost like whack-a-mole. Yeah, was sque- yeah, you're just squeezing that lemon until there's no juice. Yeah. And yeah, Jer- Jersey's Jersey's going to be interesting cuz there's definitely there's definitely a, a a type of Jersey person that I could see you throw them all into a movie theater and there's it's it it could be rough, you know, and I'm thinking, of course, of Gorilla Juice Heads out in New Jersey, haven't been allowed indoors in a while. What happens when, A, you put them all into a movie theater, but then, B, they're all going to see Tenant, So they're going to be, like, confused, confused. and angry because they're confused. Yes. That, that could be dangerous, I could see. And I could see a lot of fights going on in these theaters you know it's not just the worry of um uh uh covid spread when you allow the new jersey denizens into a theater for the first time it's also just the fact that they haven't been around each other in such a long time that i could just see a lot of i you know i could i could see a lot of headbutting going on well, yeah. I mean, then you then you then you could also spread jock itch, ringworm, psoriasis, yep. things like that. Yep. Your gym bred diseases. Yes, yes. That they haven't been in gyms recently to spread, so it's just built up in their system. Yes, you're going to have a lot of gym uh, infections that now get spread at movie theaters because the gyms in Jersey aren't open. And then, dare I say it, Legionnaires' disease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that never goes away. Right. We've never fully extinguished it, especially in Jersey. And then, you know, you're going to have a lot of just grudges that... Beefs. A lot of Simmering beefs, beefs. That we would have thought had been squashed, but they were never squashed. They were just put on hold while the New Jerseyans were not allowed to see each other for six months. And now, all of a sudden, they're all going to a movie theater this weekend, and those beefs just they jump right to the surface that's very true you know so we'll we'll have our eye on it yeah it's it's yeah it's 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 gonna be hard to get real numbers on the amount of of beefs that are reignited at the new jersey movie theaters 
um, you know, that's going to be very anecdotal. So I, I think keep an eye on Twitter to, to see if there are any just. Um, well, can we look at bail money? Can we look at posted bails? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be something. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for when New Jersey uh, citizens are back indoors at the movie theater this weekend. How many um, people have to be held back? from throwing a punch Mm -hmm. as they yell, don't hold me back, bro. Now, do we want to do our top fives? Let's do it. Okay. You go first because you always go first. Okay. so This feels normal again. I love this. So is anything else opening up this weekend besides Tenet? No, nothing nothing that would make a top five. Okay. So then obviously it's going to be Tenet number one. New Mutants number two, Unhinged number three. Um, I'm gonna stay with Personal History of David Copperfield is number four, and then number five is going to have to be Bill and Ted. Okay, now what's your number for Tenet? I don't think you ever said your number. Um, wait, hold on one thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, my number for tenant, I'll go three day of 24 and they'll report. They're not going to be able to report that much higher because all those other days are. What was that with the Canadian? That's with the four yeah. million from Canada. Yeah, North American box office. If we're rolling in. Last weekend's Canada, I'll say 24, and they report 38. They report 38 for... Everything. Five day? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say what they're going to... They're going to report the highest number they possibly could based on every penny up to that point. So you're saying on the chart... Yeah. It's going to be 24, like on yeah. the regular three-day chart. Yeah. And then the deadline variety articles are going to tout... 38. 38, okay. So for me, now since it's the rolling into the Canadian, rolling the Canadian money in, I'm going to go 26 mil. Okay. Three-day. And then I'm going to say it gets up to 42 the number they tout. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So that's my number one. My number two is going to be unhinged. Wow. Jumping over new mutants. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm wrong. Okay. I forgot. Number one, tenant. Number two, new mutants. Okay. Number three, unhinged. Okay. Number four, Bill and Ted. Okay. And then... Number five, SpongeBob. You just you can't say it. No, because it's going to drop out. Words on the bathroom wall is going to drop down. And SpongeBob is going to add more Canadian theaters. That's my top five. All right. Well, Pat, we definitely did it. Yeah, we did too much. So where can they contact us? Email us. At the Podcast at gmail.com. So 
No Patreon, obviously, you guys know. Don't give money to our Patreon. We won't accept it. But give a little scratch to our man, Jake Vogelnest. His, he's got a cool Patreon going. A uh, lot of behind-the-scenes Squirt TV stuff. I think he will script supervise for you uh, for a project at, at, a, at a high tier. I think, I think he'll do that. Yeah. Um, there's just some cool stuff. So link link in the show notes. But uh, give our give our boy Jay Fogle uh, a little bit of uh, love. Yeah. No, the I was man. I've I've been poking around, and there's just a lot of cool stuff happening on the Jake Fogle Nest Patreon. So yeah, you got to check it out. Give the nest man a nest egg is mm-hmm. what we say mm-hmm. the Bo Boys. So man, Pat, you know. Until next time. We'll we'll smell smell you at the box office. Nailed it. Nailed it.